Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, welcome to Healing from Harmony Hall. This is Frances Nicklam, and I'm tuning in from my lovely sacred geometry retreat and bed and breakfast and healing centre over here in County Kilkenny in Ireland. And if you want to know more about what happens here and, and what I'm doing, uh, you can just look at my website, which is healingbyfrank.com. And Frank, in that instance, is F-R-A-N-C. So I'm delighted today to dedicate the whole show to the musicians that have been contributing over the past few months. And the first up is Lucinda Drayton, my current absolute favourite song of hers. Here we go. There's a house by a stream where the sun sits on the water. You can learn to stop thinking without falling asleep, falling asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of running in circles. And I'm tired of chasing my tail. Gonna sit right here. Gonna sit right here Gonna watch the sunset Gonna watch the butterfly Gonna watch the flowers grow Gonna watch my washing dry Gonna sit right here Gonna sit right Gonna sit right here Gonna sit right here 
I'm totally psyched up today because I'm just back from the demonstration in Dublin. It's my second demonstration and today's was to really address the government and say we don't want the pylons and the turbines and the substations and the pure industrialisation of Ireland. So I had to get myself fully psyched up. And, I, and the question, the existential question uh, that we're all asking ourselves is how can we as energy workers uh, interact, insist on positive change? How can we insist on positive change without um, judging and without uh, resistance and without anger? All these vibrations that we know are completely unhelpful <laughs> and actually pose an obstacle to change. So that's what I've been working through. And I got uh, the insight I got before I set off was right, everybody is innocent. And I thought, that's perfect. So basically, I went there with a totally open heart, open mind, saying, we are prepared to accept that it was an innocent mistake. <laughs> this whole plan, none of us could have realized the extent of how horrible the outcome would be. So why don't we change it? You know, we can accept that it was an innocent mistake, but let's change it. And so uh, that kept me in very high spirits for the journey, except for one or two things. But let's have another song, because I also want to celebrate J.P. Ryan next. And uh, he said to himself that he loved this song. Uh, he, he wrote it, I always think of it as a pure expression of joy, but he actually wrote it to draw himself back into a state of joy. And that's one of the things that we can use music for, is to draw ourselves back into the upbeat, positive contribution we want to be. In the same way as when we interact with other people, we can let them lift our hearts. And that's what I hope to do today. And obviously, this is what, uh, well, JP is going to help. <laughs> Here he is with uh, Colours Everywhere. Embrace the morning With a new conviction Just look around you there's colors everywhere Into the sunrise Out of the shadows Outside your window The world awaits you there You know that you'll be alone And greet the morning with a new connection. Just look around you, there's colors everywhere. Beyond the valley.
I was driving along and I was clearing like mad and I was thinking all that needs to happen is for all the people that are benefiting from all this energy development, what they're calling infrastructure, but which is just some sort of, I don't know, coercement to export electricity at, at the complete expense of the lives of, of the uh, Irish people, or people living in Ireland, <laughs> everybody, that... Um, so I decided it was a mixture of coercement, uh, greed, uh, uh, fear of lack, being beholden. You know, everybody who's bailed us out, we have to agree to everything that they ever say, you know, however detrimental. And so I cleared all these dynamics for everybody, everybody abroad, everybody involved in any way. And then I put, <laughs> well, I then put... It's just too difficult to describe. But anyway, I got some heart coherence going. And I was just celebrating this fact. And I just thought, this is great, because what I'm doing is I'm healing the relationship between the group that are, don't want it and the group that are, are pushing it through. And once there's an alignment, then things can change. There's not so much resistance, there's no power struggle, and everything can change happily. Solutions can arise and everything else. So I just... Greatly cheered by this driving along, only to see out of the corner of my eye a massive transport lorry with loads of cows on it. Young cows, you know, because they don't kill them after two years because their meat's not so tender then. And so it was ears just sticking out, you know, the holes, and I was eye to eye with them at my level. And uh, everyone probably knows that I'm a vegan. And I said to myself, well... I didn't send them to myself, I just, my, I gulped, because it still upsets me. And I thought, in a way, I'm in that situation like Jack Bauer is in 24, that he says, you know, if you don't do what I say, your daughter's going to get it. It's her weak, his weak link is having a daughter. And it's the same for me. My weak link is that I love all animals. And so I hate to see them killed. And then I realised to myself... Yeah, I'd always thought, okay, there's three main issues. There's energy, there's water, there's food. All we need to do is get the hang of it. Notice that you know, what is genetically modified and don't go near it. Notice what is factory farm, don't go near it. And notice what is chemically sprayed, don't go near it. And then energy-wise, to stop all the mad fossil fuels and archaic renewable ideas, and develop the Tesla technology that has been around for so long 
and not let greed get in the way. And then I thought, yeah, with water, obviously stop the fracking, protect the water and share it. If we stopped eating meat, there would be something, I don't know, something like 250 times much as water available for those that need it. There are a lot of very thirsty, very ill people with unclean water around the world. So I was excited about all this. And then I thought to myself, when I saw those animals, I thought, this is not all right. You know, and again, another energy worker issue. <laughs> when you see something, it's not all right. But I thought to myself, and I want to say it, that we're going to come to a time when we regret this notion, this glossing over the fact that we are choosing when to kill something. You know, a life is a life. Life is as important as food and water and energy. Life itself, it is not up to us to choose when we kill something or when something dies. That is not part of a human's uh, allowance. <laughs> it shouldn't be of any interest to us. We shouldn't want to kill anything. And so I see these things going by and I pass three or they pass me and uh, double trailers full of animals. And I thought the human suffering, I thought, who is it going to need to say it? Bill Gates has said it. He said, if we don't go vegan in the next 20 years, you know, our children won't live to see the age we are. You know, he's interested in the environment. He sees that link. And then uh, Philip Woolen, the old CEO of Citibank, he's like saying, how can we just endure this suffering and try and gloss over it when it's not somehow think it's something separate from death? You know, to me, it is blatantly obvious. And I would love to impart some sense of that urgency to let the things go that are harmful to you and harmful to everybody else. That's basically it. So I got very fired up about it. I'm delighted I'm vegan and I'm very nearly organic uh, through, throughout my diet. And I really recommend that everyone do that because your conscience will sit easier with you. You'll start to lighten up and you'll start to really enjoy life, be living in harmony with nature, which is what we all need. It's just as successful as working against it and dominating it. I would say it's you know, a, a hundred times more successful. We need to try it and let that work for us. So I'm going to play another song. Save my little bit now. Got overexcited. And uh, I think next I'm going to play <laughs> uh, something from uh, Flint and Beyond Tom's album. And uh, the one I'd love to play is his song called Frank, uh, which he wrote for me. And when I interviewed him, he insisted we didn't play it, which I thought was a bit mean, but says, uh, obviously it's my favourite. And the album was very exciting. The first recording of it was done in Wendy's Field, my horse's field. And it's my horse's birthday today, so he's 24 today. So there's a lot of, lot of moments that all kind of come together. So, and it was written as a thank you. And, and that's important to me because I love the fact that I've had two songs written to me. And that's what I always wanted. <laughs> I remembered that both uh, Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton and, and Woman by John Lennon were both written about the same woman. 
And I thought, gosh, you must be something. So uh, it's obviously a goal of mine since I was young. And, and I found that little fact out. And it's come together. So here's one of them. And uh, you can let me know what you think. This is from Fionn Ton.
Now, the other one I can't play because <laughs> I'm actually not still in touch with the person who wrote it. And so I haven't got permission to play it. But I did find it the other day and I can tell you about it because you can look it up and have an absolute laugh. <laughs> Possibly at my expense. But it was written by J.D. Starr, who uh, was absolutely renowned. I, I don't suppose anybody doesn't actually know his bass line to the song Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, ba 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 That exact bass line <laughs> was written by him. And by the time I met him, I was working in a recording studio in Oxfordshire in England. And he came in as a producer to another small band and absolute character, you know, and I was only young and way out of my depth. And he rang after he left and he said, oh, I've written a song for you. And he sang it down the phone, much to my mortification. And years, years, years later, like literally in the last three months, I just thought I'd go on YouTube, see if I could find it. And I found it as a rap on another song. <laughs> and so, so it's called Mind Blowing Decisions and it's, it's by Heatwave with guest rap by J.D. Starr. So <laughs> that's the other one. And, you know, it's all just fun. I mean, that's the great thing. So much of our lives we spend, you know, trying to either do something in earnest or trying to do something for ourselves, like make a living. Things are very serious. But there's always different times in your life and things that you should always keep coming back to. There are times when there was a lot of great music, times when there's great friendships times was great adventures or great competitions or you were in the thick of something and really enjoying it. Everybody has times like that and you can draw on them, you know, you know at any point, at any point. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's not what's happening in the absolute immediate moment. In the same way, it's because I believe we're all one, I don't even really believe in time. I, don't, I, I believe that everything in a way happens simultaneously. So we can choose what we identify with, choose which times define us uh, at any moment. We don't have to hold on to old ways of being. And there's all sorts of disciplines to it as well. I mean, I can always help with the energy clearing. I kind of facilitate maybe the release of old, ooh, what would you might be called, kind of dents in your armour, kind of uh, memories that have too much emotional charge, you know, things that, you know, that attach you to your past. I can help with that and I can help identify what strengths you have that might not have seen. Uh, and that maybe is a collective or an individual thing. And, uh, and then look towards the future and this kind of cultivation of a real uh, humanity, a real part to play that each and every one of us has. So it's an exciting process and uh, I've really loved all these musicians in the, in the cultivation of that. And one thing that Lucinda also does, apart from write, write absolutely great tunes, is she does these meditations. And the one I absolutely loved was uh, Letting Love In. And it was a series, I think, of four meditations, uh, spoken and mixture of her playing guitar as well. And uh, it, I loved, you know, even the beginning, it always says, the fact you can't give to anyone else what you haven't first given to yourself. And it's amazing how difficult it is to come to really regard yourself highly. It's, it's not just habitual to think badly of yourself. I think there's even other forces at work that keep us divided, 
uh, even from our true selves, from an understanding of our true nature, and keep us small. But uh, if I have anything to do with it, that's all changing. So I might play another song from her. Uh, the one that comes to mind is Be Who You Were Born To Be, because that, you know, in a way, sums up that idea that there was there is a purpose to each and every heartbeat. You know, and if we can identify that, come back to ourselves, recognize our own significance um, and our own connectedness simultaneously, that brings the power and the compassion. And they're the two things we need to really make the changes we need. So here it is. How can we empower ourselves, you know, in a way, the, the underdog or just the, the individual, uh, the, the, free, the felt individual? So we were at the march and off we went down from Parnell Square, blazing sunshine. It was such a blessed occasion. Uh, people from all nets of the wood and uh, really enjoyable 
gang and, and funny outfits and uh, giant pylons with little tiny houses attached. All these floats were going by and, and some people playing guitar. And when we got there, a few people spoke and I could only hear snippets, but it was, it was shocking. So the thing that I heard that I hadn't heard before was this question about whether electromagnetic charge was going to be a problem from these 400 volt uh, or kV cables and several of them on each pylon. And what had been responded by Pat Rabbit, now don't even ask who Pat Rabbit is if you're from abroad, because, uh, well, suffice to say, one of the posters said, why don't you put one in your own burrow, Pat? <laughs> Which I thought was great fun, because I love the word burrow, and it had the animal aspect. But anyway, what it said, what the speaker said was, that when asked, what about the problem, the symptoms of electromagnetic charge, the, the, um, the rise in cancer or the tinnitus in the ears uh, or the, all the other uh, different problems with it, health problems that have been recorded and sometimes not recorded? Um, and and uh, it was responded, well, we don't think there's a real problem, but if symptoms do occur, uh, then bring your children to your medical practitioner and get some medication. <laughs> and it was like, wow, everybody was a gog. It's like, what sort of forward planning is that? Right? <laughs> we'll make the place so toxic that it's not actually inhabitable, and then we'll send you to the G GP to get some medication. I don't know exactly what medication they have in mind, but I'm sure the pharmaceuticals will come up with something brilliant, uh, like you know, like the flu jab that's a compulsory. We might all have to compulsorily have something, um, some medication, because it's going to be a pile on every hundred meters if they have their way. So the whole thing was people are aghast, you know, and the, these ideas that you could just run roughshod rather than just take a step back. And the only other words I heard were. We need a fundamental rethink of our energy policy. And it was like, ah, yes, let's lend that some energy. A fundamental rethink of our energy policy. And that can be for everybody. We can all participate in that. And, we, and it's about getting behind something, getting behind a movement in a positive direction rather than trying to form a resistance, which is inevitably going to be resisted. You know, that's the beauty of resistance. You know, it meets with resistance. And so that's what I was clearing for, an alignment and, and again this mirror. And so what we have to do is we have to think about our independence of thought. We're not that independent and not even the people who are policy makers and big business people, often they are not really independent either. Because first of all, Many of them haven't dealt with their stuff. They're still coming from a place of ego and greed and, and fear and needing you know, to be somebody special <laughs> or important. Uh, but even more than that, people are coerced. Everyone is beholden to someone. Even the most apparently powerful people in the world are, in a way, puppets to another group of people. It's, it, it's, a, it's a shocking kind of domino effect where very few people really have their independence. And so that is what I'm trying to achieve. I know that we can do it. We might have to face some quite stark facts about our environment and really come to terms with ourselves, come to trust our own judgment so that we literally 
will not fall for these illusions, even when they come up in ourselves. So, one way or another, if we can get back to the self, this is the, this is the plan. Let go of all our reference to others. So, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about what, how you are going to be received. The key is what you are putting out. We've got to come back to ourselves, clear the contribution we're making, and then make a, a brilliant, send out a totally resonant frequency. And that will have so much more power than any amount of convoluted um, power struggle that has been the, the, the current situation. So uh, when we have it, we can keep coming back to it, keep coming back to this peaceful undercurrent where we know who we are, we know what we're doing here, and we are not being beset or decentered, derailed, upset by anything. We are literally coherent, coherent heart, resonant and positive contribution at all times. And the other experience of that is peace of heart, peace of mind. And wouldn't everybody love that? And so, again, there's another great song, and it's called The Silence Returns. And so I'm going to just play that now for everyone's enjoyment. Change your mind, change your hair. Change the clothes that you wear. Call yourself by a different name Change your job Be a clown Pretend you're up When you're down Wear a mask Keep it on
So I think I've played one from each of the albums I have of Lucinda's now. The, the first one uh, by was from The Mirror. The second one was from a Bliss album. And the third one was from a, a band she put together for a week, uh, or probably longer, but the album was recorded over the week. And it was called The Gathering, and the album is called Startled by the Familiar. So that's, she's got such a wide spectrum of things and such a great insight and is a healer herself. And, and for me, I have a book out which kind of explains the whole process. I mean, what I'd really love is, is to meet with people and bring people together who understand that there is a method, there is rhyme and reason, and there is a very specific and very, very specific but very personal so it's not a, kind of a unanimous journey, but from the old paradigm way of thinking, uh, which is very much duality, very much polarized, yes, no, right and wrong, uh, power struggle, and, uh, and lack, and not enough to go around, and all those problems that we've faced. Uh, and then there is the new paradigm understanding that we are all connected. And so... I do that by guiding people in this book. It's called How to Live as One, and it's it's on Amazon and probably everywhere else on the on the internet, and they just print it up and send it off to you uh, in no time. And it, it basically works through the process where you clear all the forms of inevitability there are, which you might not have thought of it like that before, but we are, we are tied by all sorts of inevitability, whether it's difficult memories, you know, that have defined us for a long time, whether it's uh, negative thought patterns, ideas about who we are, uh, or things that we've always assumed are true, kind of a series of assumptions, really, uh, that we haven't really been able to get at, to get a new perspective on. Uh, grief, I mean, some people you know, have, hold a grief that might not even be theirs, but hold it in a sort of honorary position for the entirety of their lives and don't really come to live their full potential or with any sort of joy because the predominant feeling is grief. Uh, grief, a blame. A blame is just an offshoot of that misunderstanding, this illusion that we're all separate, that there's you to blame and I'm the victim, you're the perpetrator or I'm the perpetrator and you're the victim. These illusions can be dismantled and then you can start to put together... Look, first of all, you find your peace. Yeah, and once you find, can find your way back to your pure essence, it's not that you then just put your feet up uh, and do nothing. You know, you're not motivated to do anything. You actually discover... You can start to discover what you really love to do, who you really are. You know, build a healthy self-regard. And, and then start to build a conscious participation and it can say things might not change outwardly that much initially often a huge amount of shifts but well it's it, it, the other <laughs> one thing that my architect Michael Rice said to me once was one of the main problems is cognitive dissonance and this is this extraordinary thing where your life can absolutely change uh, in uh, absolutely huge ways massive ways but the mind takes time to catch up. So it still thinks that you might still think of yourself as stuck in a 
a rut or somebody who has difficulty moving on. And, but actually, everything has moved on. So sometimes the mind takes a little while to catch up. And so included in that book is also this training, training your mind to have healthy attitudes, healthy attitudes towards uh, relationships, healthy attitudes towards uh, friendships, towards work, to every participation you have in the world. So I think we need to have a, definitely another song. And I love uh, the J.P. Ryan from his new album. It's called The Great Devotion. It's the first song on the album. And I love that because it's a boat and it has ocean in the word devotion. I just think that's a stroke of genius. And, uh, but one of the things, he is, the sentiment is that your life really comes together as soon as you experience devotion. And we so often, you know, can associate devotion with boundarylessness or dependency, but this is not. This is, devotion is a real love. And whatever that might mean to you at the moment, it will mean something different as you let go of old associations and start to cultivate your own participation, consciously chosen. And then when you're lucky, and as and when you're lucky, and, and not just in one instance, you will start to experience this devotion. And that is that mixture of powerful dedication to your life and to life itself. So let's have that song. He probably wasn't thinking any of those things. He might have been off on a totally different tangent, but that's what I get from the song. And so here we go.
is called Take a Walk With Me and it's just out. We were literally at the album launch last month. Totally brilliant. What a great show. And it was recorded in America in, I don't know, I'm sure the same place as Dolly Parton did all her great uh, albums. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so all those, all these people, so JP, JP Ryan, Lucinda Drayton, uh, Fionton, Sean DeFeo, all these people have their... Uh, the details of how to get hold of these albums are on my host page of the Creating Calm Network. So all that is totally available there. It's mainly straightforward in terms of like lucindadrayton.com and jpymusic.com and fianton.com and uh, Amber Seed is Sean DeFeo's album. And uh, that's available on SoundCloud and I'm sure uh, CD Baby and everywhere else. So I'll save the Amber Seed track for last, partly because it's quite long, all the, all the tracks are quite long, and so not really kind of radio edit versions. But they do create a different sort of space in your mind. And that's what I'd like to do, even if you just close your eyes for a few minutes and listen to these. It, it's funny because for me, I am transported straight into a kind of a cosmic space, like kind of into space. Uh, there's a lot of very unusual sounds, uh, and you kind of think, how on earth did you, did, did you make those sounds? But it doesn't matter. It's where it transports you to is what counts. And I'm very excited by the, the possibility of, of um, intergalactic you know, intervention. And it's one of the things that I'm working on. I'm putting together a course with my friend who used to work for NASA and is now still based in America, and he has a wonderful website, uh, Meditate, Heal, Ascend. Um, and that is Richard C. Cook and his wife Karen. And, and, and they have such an understanding of how we have come to work with, in, and this is, this, there, are, there is a lot of literature about this, how we've come to work with, or in fact people from other, I don't know, beings from other, from outer space, are helping us. And that is a very, very positive thing, to, to have a sense that there's something beyond us, superior intelligence and benevolent. And I don't know if that's the, the thread of the presentation, but that sort of order and that sort of ability to intervene is what we're cultivating. And so I'm looking forward to doing that course. It's going to be five weeks, and I'll, and I'll do it through the Creating Calm Network so everybody can find it. But uh, it'll be a guided course, and I think an interesting for a lot of people. So uh, if you want to know more about anything that's happening here at Harmony Hall, gosh, whether it's energy healing or whether it's you know, the actual space as a bed and breakfast or as a corporate planning space, piano lessons, there's so much music and, and, uh, and amazing things happening in this space at the moment. The thing to do is to visit my website, which is healingbyfrank.com. Everything's there, my email, info at healingbyfrank.com. 
uh, or obviously I'm on Facebook and Harmony Hall, the space here is on Facebook as Harmony Hall Bioarchitecture Retreat. The sacred geometry is such a field worth exploring. Even just the basic use of it and inclusion of an understanding of it in your daily life will bring so much more resonance and it really helps this shift from fractious energy where energies are working against each other trying to get stuff done to a fractal, the opposite, fractious and fractal, to a fractal and where it's a kind of a synergy where things work together and create a sort of a laminar flow, which is a lovely understanding that I got from a, from a physics student who stayed here at one stage, uh, an engineer. And he said, what, what a laminar flow is, is a flow that doesn't go with the majority. It doesn't go with the main flow of the stream. It actually goes the other direction but it creates no friction. And I thought, that is what we need to achieve. And sacred geometry will help with that. So do your own bit of exploring and, and feature again next week. So looking forward to it. And lots of happiness and health in the meantime. <laughs>